0: Ask the Podcast Coach for January 6th, 2018.
1: Let's get ready to podcast.
0: It's a new year, it's a new Saturday, it's really cold. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and joining me right over there. Also freezing has took us off in uh, Nebraska is uh, the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy?
1: Good. Happy Saturday morning to you, Dave. So cold, I grew a beard just to keep my <laughs> face warm. Man, it's freezing out here, but only in the Northern Hemisphere for our Australian listeners, New Zealand, South Africa, wherever you might, South America, wherever you might be in the Southern Hemisphere, enjoy the summer because it is super cold in the Northern Hemisphere right now.
0: Yeah, my, uh, my ex-stepdaughter, lives in Augusta, Georgia and uh, sent a picture of herself standing in the backyard with snow. Yeah. And I was like, ha, that's what you get. You thought you were moving away from it. Uh, Uh, Record lows in the
1: South here in the United States this last week. Yeah. It's a little Arctic plunge. So stay inside podcast, stay warm. That's the important thing. Make sure your your (laughs) ears and fingers are covered. Oh,
0: Oh man. I, um, it's the thing, my, my door, the way it works, is when it gets cold, I don't know if it, I always thought things um, got smaller in the cold, but my lock um, kind of the door to make a long story short, when I go to turn the key, it's, it's like, I'm always worried I'm going to break the key off because you really have to. And it's yeah. one of the things where you have to pull, if I pull the door and turn the key, it's fine. Well, in the process of doing this while you're holding groceries, right? I'm like, screw this. And I just take off my gloves and just, Like, I don't know, 10 seconds. First of all, grabbing a doorknob that's been outside for, you know, ever, um, I was just like, oh, man, my fingers are just like, you feel like they're just going to shatter when you
1: It's cold at 20 below with with the wind chill. Your fingers can freeze in 45 seconds. Like you can have frostbite in 45 seconds. So super important. uh, This has there's no podcasting really. You know, this doesn't relate to podcasting in any way, but make sure you know it's been a while the the winters have been pretty mild and we haven't seen these kinds of temperatures uh in a while just make sure you're covered when you're going outside it's put a hat on get some gloves it's always good
0: well we have a a fun question we might as well talk about the uh yeah let's talk about the elephant in the room let me see if we have some uh yeah here we go we'll we'll get some some music here Turn it up a little bit. Okay. yeah Is that better? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Darwin Dave asks which which actually fits very well with his uh his podcast, Darwin Dave, of course, the Dealing with My Grief podcast. Um this morning at uh eight forty two AM um little Bernie the Cat from the Bernie the Cat show uh has gone to the big litter box in the sky. Uh Make a long story short, a week ago, the doctor found a tumor. He'd just not been. He'd been pooping and peeing on everything in my house. my That's one of the things I get to do today. I'm going to have carpet again. Uh, my entire living room is covered in a blue tarp. And uh, last night, my ex-wife came down with my ex-stepson. We went out, had pizza, and had a little Bernie party. And uh, he was starting to, uh, like he was walking funny. And then yesterday, boy, this is fun conversation. He just pooped all over himself. And, it, and if you want to have fun, if you want to have fun, um, and then he wouldn't let me uh, clean it up. So it like dried. Isn't this fun? conversation?
1: Uh, <laughs> so
0: I'm in the shower and uh, Bernie's like, hey, dude, uh, you're in my bed. I love to sleep in the shower. So I hear this wah, wah, outside of the night. You know what? So without thinking about it, I'm like, I'm bringing the cat in the shower because I'm going to see if I can't rinse some of this stuff off or whatever. So I grab him. I pick him up. And at first, because cats don't really like water, if you know this or not, (laughs) uh, at first he's like, hey, his feet are like, well, what do you do? What do you do? And then I was like, no, I'm just I'm just going to get the bottom half of you, you know. And he just had this look at me like, seriously, you're going to try to give your cat a bath? Like, really? Um, Haven't you heard? Yeah. And it didn't it didn't work. So then I had a um, then the joy of trying to dry a cat um, that wasn't really crazy about that. And uh, that didn't go well. And so I I hopped um, back into uh, the shower to now clean me off, Um, at which point the cat got in the litter box. So a half wet cat, it just, it was a mess. But um, yeah, so uh, it was, it's really weird because I've now had to put down three animals and it's really weird because one minute they're there and like, you know, then you, and you, it's literally like a light switch. You just see their eyes just go, and all of a sudden you're like, "Up, oh, they're gone." It was. It's weird because it just, just like they evaporate. I don't know funny. if I
1: could watch that. That's such a. That's so hard. It, it's funny. As soon as you started talking about this, my cat walked in the room, uh, like came in, sat down. So they must know. I think the cats are connected. Yeah, that's it's it. So, uh, it's always. What's interesting is we think about this related to podcasting, Dave. You started. A, I mean, Bernie has his own show. Yeah. Well, and so what are you, you going to do? Well,
0: I made like I, I made the joke, and it's actually true. Um, he's like Tupac. We have a lot of recordings in the can that will <laughs> be released post you know it would be like john lennon here's here's john from 67 farting into a can you know it's like right. put it out there it's like yeah
1: so yeah. Uh, so that so you're gonna, are you gonna do a you gonna do a final show
0: uh probably yeah i'll have to go back and i made a, i actually made a little video this morning of different times when i've come there's one when i came home from podcast movement and literally he let out the longest as we affectionately refer to them as frere he just did this home forever so i made this little thing and uh yeah so it's um You know, it's uh, it's weird because I I deal when I when I deal with when I get into a death situation, I do two things. One, lots of sarcasm, (laughs) b, lots of work. So this morning I've got this um, and then at one, two, three, I have my first session of podcasting in six weeks. Man, is that a fun. There's going to be a lesson not today, but there'll be a lesson sometime in the school of podcasting about that. You you, if you want to try something, try something, because if it doesn't work, People will tell you why it doesn't work, and then you can create that product. Oh, man, did I get a lot of good feedback on that. Yeah. Um, so I think somewhere, and then at 4 o'clock, football comes on. So probably around like 10 o'clock when I don't have to clean the litter box um, is when it will kind of yeah. sink in.
1: Yeah, well, it's good to grieve over that. I think, yeah. you know, pets can be near and dear, and they're yeah. a big part of our lives. So we've had our cat now. He's sitting there guarding the entrance for <laughs> – um, 13 years, I think. And, and my boys, I mean that they only know him yeah. is part of the family. And I, there are times I'm, they come over, sometimes they come over just to see the cat we're Like, hey, <laughs> and they go right to the cat, you know, and we're like, Oh, well, I guess we see where we fall in the pecking <laughs> order. Yeah. But it's an, I think it's an important thing to grieve through. I, yeah. I'm, you know, it does give you a little experience in, in closing down a podcast after a death. I, I think we don't see a lot of this now, but I think we're going to see more of this in yeah. the industry over time. As podcasters get older and they pass away, you know, I had one. I had a a, a podcast host at Gallup pass away. You know, eighteen months into a podcast, and we had oh, to man. adapt. You know, we had a we had a thirty four the themes. You know, we have thirty four talent themes in the Strengths Finder, this this Clifton Strengths tool, and we were twenty four episodes in. And on a Saturday afternoon, Kurt was out mowing his lawn and that was the last we see. I mean, wow. he just, he had a massive heart attack and, and passed away. And so what do you do with a, what do you do with a 34 part series that's only 24 parts in, Ooh. you know? And, and so we, we felt like it was important for his legacy to finish those up. And so we actually had his peers at work nice. finish each one picked one of the 10 mm-hmm. and then each one of those, the each one of them did it in the style that they kind of, to, to to really kind of honor him. And it was very, very touching. I mean, it's a, it's an incredible season. It was our first season, which is how do you oh, follow geez. up? A, how do you follow up a season like that? Right. When you, uh, we did, we did, we we did a second season to it. We've actually done three and we're planning four right now. So uh, the, the show goes on, but you do, I think you have to build some contingency plan into your podcast, not just for death, but, You're going to lose hosts, you're going to lose co-hosts, you're going to, right, things are going to change. I don't think as podcasters, we think about that change enough, even if you have a plan and you never have to implement it. I've been thinking about this with life insurance and, you know, my father in law passed away and I think it's really good just to kind of plan some things out. The other thing, Dave, we can talk about is I think it's important to plan for your success, even if you haven't had it yet. So when you reach 5,000 or when you reach 10,000 or when you reach 50,000, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to do things different? Yeah. And I <clears throat> I think it's good to have a plan and to think through, you know, what happens when I'm successful.
0: Yeah. It's, that's something that I've thought about. I know, uh, Daniel J. Lewis has told me he has a file that's like, if I die kind of thing. And it, he says, I, I'm listing you as the person that's going to put together my I'm dead plan, you know, and it, it involves, uh, I think rehosting his stuff on, um, I don't know if it's on, uh, what's the one thing that the free thing that everybody uses? for the art something archive.org is that? Oh yeah.
1: Archive.org. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe putting his stuff there and a couple other things yep. and, yep. But, but I, I, it's one of those things that's always like, you know what? I need to do that. I need to create a, if I'm dead kind of thing. And it's always on the list, but it's always like number 12. And I'm like, Well, oh, I'm not dying anytime soon. So I'll, I'll get you know, to that. You know, Glenn
1: makes a great point in the chat room. You know, he's saying <clears throat> they've been discussing, you know, what happens. Like yeah. he has a very successful podcast network and he is the center of a lot of the activity I think you have to do some thinking like, hey, okay, what if I'm, what what happens one day? And I I think you have to think like, okay, what happens one day when I can't show up anymore? And where are all my passwords? Like, where are all the really important things for people to be able to get to the files? Who's going to know where, you know, have you written down your show, you know, production checklist? Is it somewhere where people can find it so that they can reproduce it if they need to? Have you asked somebody, like, Dave, you know, I've never talked about this. What would happen if one morning I call in sick, you know, and, and, and never come back? Is there, you know, is there a plan for that? Now, in our case, it'd be much more detrimental if, if that was you. You would just be able to find another co host. You own this.
0: Yeah, but it wouldn't uh, but be. But the other
1: way around, what would I do? Like, if one day you oh, call true. in sick, right? <laughs> you know, do we, we've never shared, um, like, I don't, I don't know how to get into the stuff. And yeah. maybe we should, I think it's just a good question. Like, have you thought of, and I man, I feel like we've done a couple of death shows recently, which is here, which is terrible, but <laughs> it's, it's good things to think about. Like, yeah. you know, Hey, what, what are we going to do if somebody calls in sick?
0: Yeah. Cause you never, you never plan on it, you know? And especially we were talking earlier about the cold weather. All it takes is a little black ice and a fall down, hit your head on the curb and that's the end of that, you know. So. Yeah,
1: the, that. Well, that's you're referring to the the uh, the the diet guy that happened to uh, the uh, starts with a P. It was real popular for oh, a while. Um, it Was all um, what was his not name? Not Paleo.
0: It was uh, Doctor. Uh, oh man, what Adkins. was that
1: diet plan? Atkins. Atkins. Yeah, Atkins yeah. doesn't start with P. I guess it starts with an A. Yeah. So uh, I was thinking of Parkinson's, but the, the the he yeah he slipped on a curb, hit his head, was gone, like. Yeah. You you just, you just never know. So it's, it's probably in your planning. I think there's two things that we don't plan enough for. One is we don't plan for the inevitable, right? And I'll just say we don't plan when we have to call in permanently sick. (laughs) And two, or this two, is I don't know if we plan enough for our own success. Mm. You know, what, what, where, where am I at today? What happens if this thing goes viral? What happens if this thing, you know, your, your problems change drastically when you go from a thousand downloads to a hundred thousand downloads per episode, your problems with customers, your problems with your listeners, the trolls, the negative feedback, like, are you prepared to see that kind of growth? It doesn't right. mean you have to think about it all the time, but I think you, you should have a plan to say, Hey, if I hit a hundred thousand, here's how I'm going to do things differently and be ready for that. So you're not struggling in the moment.
0: Yeah. I guess you have to think about things like when do I hire maybe a virtual assistant or, uh, we've talked about this before. If there's any money involved and there's people involved, you need to figure out, you know, how is, how are you going to split that up? Who pays what that whole nine yards? Um, I'm trying to think what else would, would change, I guess, if you, if you got popular, you know, cause on one hand you're like, well, I'm not going to change the show. That's why I'm popular. Your advertisers?
1: Like, okay, uh, so now what's your relationship to your advertisers and how important is your back catalog mm. at that point? And can you remonetize your back catalog? Yeah. Like if, if you have a show, it's a thousand and you go to a hundred thousand and you've been, let's just say you've been podcasting for two years. You've got, and you're weekly, you've got a hundred new shows for people. How do you reintroduce your audience to those hundred shows, you know, um, creatively without spamming them? And do you come up with some kind of new ad revenue for it? Because you may be able to insert if you're using dynamic ad insertion or if oh. you're right. I mean, There's some options there. I think I think it's good to think through them. They don't make sense at a thousand, but they start making sense at a hundred thousand.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, I guess if we don't dream big,
1: we're (laughs) yeah. If you're not, I think you got to kind of aim for that. I mean, I think you have to kind of think through. Um, you know, I think in the tech world and uh, for the shows that I do on the tech side, I think our target, you know, Laporte pretty much sets a standard for a lot of those tech shows and they're 250 to 500,000 an episode. That's kind of what he pulls in on that. And, and I kind of think, you know, I have to start thinking through, uh, could, well, can my host provider handle that? Do I need to mm. think about, um, you know, again, my community, which today is pretty small and pretty manageable, my YouTube community in particular. But I've seen YouTube communities. I, I follow this couple, Jesse and Alyssa, and they're, they're doing a debt-free house out in Idaho, and it's off-grid. It's super popular right now. And they have 310,000 subscribers or something like that wow. to their YouTube channel, right? They're making bank. They, the, you have to change the way – they're starting to change the way they make videos because the, the advertising sections in them are so important, right? And you're going to get approached by vendors who now want their stuff, and who are you going to say yes to, and who are you going to say no to, and do you have a media kit available for them when they start asking, and do you have rates, and are you prepared? Are those rates scalable? In other words, if it goes from a, a thousand to a hundred thousand, will your rate sheet scale out? You may never get there, but have you thought through it? Yeah, and I think it, it's, I think that's an important exercise.
0: Yeah, there's. Uh, I was listening to a show this week, and they were kind of talking about that. That sometimes. We, we are like our own worst enemy and we kind of, our limiting thoughts kind of get in our own way. And the guy was like, now he goes, now before I say this, I'm not a fan of the, uh, what was that thing called? The secret. You know, the power of, the law of attraction where if I just think about a million dollars, I will fart it tomorrow. He goes, but I, he goes, I do think there are times that we can actually achieve things that you don't think you can, but you don't know because you don't try because you keep telling yourself, oh, nobody will do that. And uh, sometimes you got to, do that. Um, Glenn has a great point. Glenn, the geek from horse radio network. Um, he says, we just, um, we just signed our biggest sponsor and I have to hire someone just to handle that account. That's a cool problem to have, but sponsors are a lot of work. I've only had a, a few over the years. I actually turned one. In fact, um, Danny Osmond is like, Hey man, anytime, like I'll, I'll write more checks if you want them. And I just had a weird situation where more people knew things about my sponsor than they did in the school of podcasting. And I'm like, I'm doing something wrong here. And, um, but even that, because I didn't want my sponsor to be boring. So every week I try to hit the same bullet points, but in a different way, because I didn't want to do like, and we'll be back right after this. And then, you, you know, you insert the same thing you recorded last week. I just did not want to do that. And so it was more time. And then it was the reporting of how many downloads you had in a certain period and, signing contracts and all that other fun stuff, it's, it's a little more work. It's one of those things. It's not where you like, I'm just going to keep doing my show and now I'm going to get paid for it. It's like, no, you're going to keep doing your show and all this other stuff to make sure that, you know, they're happy, you're happy. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where in some cases people will give you three minutes of material to cover in 30 seconds. That's always fun so I think
1: I think the negativity in your in your in your um, audience will increase as your numbers increase and I think it's exponential I think the yeah. real popular ones man I've read those YouTube comments I you almost have to make a decision not to read your own YouTube comments or in my case I, I approve them all so I just delete the ones I don't like yeah. you know it's just it's my it's my right I'm not gonna put them out there I don't need negativity we do both at work and and my own that way we're just not gonna um, we're just not gonna kind of uh, put up with it and so I, I I I um um censor. I censor all, all comments. It just gets it gets nuts and it's stupid and you do you do not trust me, everybody thinks like, oh, I can handle it. No, you actually you can't. Yeah, Most people are not designed to handle that kind of negativity. You gotta be ready for it.
0: I had a thing happen over the past month and it was really annoying, where somehow I got added to a bunch of newsletters that I did not sign up for. And I would lit- I would go from I don't know. I probably wake up and have 50 emails in my inbox of which about seven are something that really pertains to me. Some of them are like, here's your, you know, update from someone. So most of it's just like, you know, here's my uh what's the one. Um Here's your medium update. Okay, whatever. I'm not reading that. So a lot of delete, 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 but somehow I got on a bunch of people's newsletters and I would wake up and have like 300 emails in my inbox. That was not fun. And I just had to kept going through and unsubscribe and unsubscribe. So I don't know who did that to me or somehow or whatever, but it was, uh, that was something that I was like, man, if I ever got to this situation, this would be, it's nasty. Um, John yeah. has a great question. What percentage of podcasters are making money from their podcasts, but not using the CPM advertising model, and are we as podcasters catering to uh, too much the great CPM model? I heard a great phrase this week. It's not even new, but I heard it. I was like, that's good. Uh, where people are racing to the bottom. I think it was on um, the Spreaker live show where all the CPM stuff, um, I, cause I, I mean, not to throw them under the bus, but, and, and Rob Greenley very much has said, this is not going to work for people with a small audience I've been playing with Spreaker's dynamic ad insertion where they'll do uh home Depot and Oh, the one insurance people, progressive, things like that. Um, point, 0. 0.002 cents So three zeros and a two. And if I had 10,000 downloads, okay, maybe, but that's, you know, and that's just where I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, that's why this doesn't work. So I would love to know how many people, um, are doing that, and then I, I'm I'm just sad. I, I never will forget the guy podcast movement. He said it's better than a poke in the eye, and I'm like, well, it's your podcast. You can do what you want, but I don't know. Did
1: you Emily's asking? Did you just do a dynamic ad experiment?
0: Did, uh, I did. That's with Spreaker. Um, oh, okay. That's, um,
1: what that's, that's what you're referring to. Yeah.
0: If I go over to, and that's with the AlexaCast show. Uh, let me see if I can find my. Because I what's I, your.
1: What's your downloads on the Alexa cast?
0: It is, I did, I'm trying to find, oh, I have to click on my name. I'm like, I can't find my wall. Cause I, I looked at my December numbers. I had like a thousand downloads. It's not much. It's like three. Well, I shouldn't say it's not much, but it's like 300 downloads an episode. December, I made $2.95 on 1800 downloads. So it, it turned out to be point zero zero one six three six six one two. So basically point zero 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 two. So, and I mean, I've had, and, and again, it's, you know, on one hand, it's, it is better than a poke in the eye, but I personally don't want to submit my own. And there, those are all pre-rolls. Those are like, the first thing you hear is my advertiser, not me. And the other thing that's kind of interesting and to their credit, they don't, they're trying to match your sponsor to, you know, basically where you are and things of that nature. So I had, um, on January 1st, I had 281 downloads of which 111 of those had ads. So that's a a fill rate of 39% on January 4th at 48% were filled, but it's not like every single episode has an ad. They try to make sure it fits the right person or whatever they're going by, what the criteria is to add an ad or not, but I'm making anywhere from 16 cents a day to nothing. So on, on uh today, I had 36 requests, 36 downloads, four of those had ads in them. And I made, according to this, zero, because again, it's point zero 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 one, So I haven't made enough to, you know, four downloads is not enough to make a penny at this point. So it is what it is. And, and that's fine. Uh, my little experiment, because that's what I did it for I'm, I'm One of the things I want to do this year is update more podcast money, the book I wrote, because it doesn't even mention Patreon in the book because it's four years old, I think. So I want to update that. I wanted some real data on that. That's also why I took a sponsor last year. Cause I knew that I wanted to do this. Actually, I wanted to do this last year. And um, so now I have some real numbers to report. The fun thing is with the sponsor thing. In, in my case, it was Emerald city productions. I cannot say how much I made. So I can just hint that it was less than this, but more than, but more than that. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, Dave, I think in this space, though, I think it's important that
1: as, as a podcaster, you stay close to it. You don't have to use it. Just stay close to it because I think it is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot of cryptocurrency work lately, and that for years was a dog. Like, everybody laughed at people who were doing cryptocurrency and like, if you mine Bitcoin, it was like, you're an idiot. You know, they're worth nothing. Well, over the last year, uh, some, some, you know, some things have changed and that market has matured. And I think, uh, I made this in our 2018 uh, predictions, I think this year someone's going to figure it out and how to do it right. I think we're doing it wrong in some ways. It's just not not productive for the average podcaster. I think someone's going to figure out how to get it right and it's going to work. And when it does, you're going to want to be there when it happens. So keep a close eye on this monetization from folks like Spreaker and some of these other companies that are doing it. You don't have to use it. If it feels dirty to do it to your audience, don't but That's keep, it. An, keep an eye on it. Right. I, I think it's really, really important when it does hit. Um, I was fortunate enough on the cryptocurrency side to be close enough to it. When it really started moving, I got ahead of the wave a little bit. Man, it's, it's really paid off. I think that same analogy can work well in the podcasting. Don't play catch up for it. Keep your eye on it. If it does move, you're going to you jump on it. If you want to use it. If you don't, don't, you don't have to. I would I would watch this space. I think it's really interesting. I think yeah. some folks, this merger between Blog Talk Radio and Spreaker, those guys are going to work uh, pretty hard to make that work.
0: They're announcing something at PodFest in February, which is literally right around the corner. It's a month away. Uh, so I'll be interested to see. And and Rob was saying it's going to be interesting. It's, it's not – nobody's dying. Nobody's getting killed. But I think they've kind of figured out here's how we're going to synergize. And so I'm looking forward to, to that. Um, Craig says – Sponsors didn't work for him. He's going to promote things, his own products. That really is the best way. And it's kind of funny because so many people. Or pe- A-Way. A- it is A-Way. Well, I'll, I'll, this is why I say it's the best way. Okay. Um, I had a sponsor, I think, for three months. Uh, I sold one one podcasting in six weeks. I make more than I did in three months. Now, that's a that's my highest ticket item. But, you know, if I if I've got an audience that likes me and wants to work with me, Done deal. So and and even with that but my, my best
1: one isn't like my best most profitable is a sponsor.
0: Yeah. And it
1: works out it works really well because we've matched, you know, and we were talking about this in the chat room earlier, just full disclosure. LastPass is a big sponsor of Home Gadget Geeks. But they're a great sponsor. They fit our model. They're for geeks. I my show is about geeks. Mm-hmm. So it's a super good fit. They have been sponsors now for three years and they just write a check. Every See, year they,
0: you know, it's, so, it works great. Which is awesome because this goes back to my favorite answer in podcasting. It depends. Right. It yes. really depends. Yeah. It's yes. like, so that makes sense for me. Cause I have this rather high ticket uh, item. Um, the other thing I found out with that is I had people that would go over and look at the price of podcasting in six weeks and go, Ooh, it's a little out of my price. And then sign up for the school podcasting. I'm like, I should have done this a while ago. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you have to have that down sale, right? Yeah. You always have to have that one, like, okay, this is the this is the premium, but then we've got this one down here. It's more of a self service yeah. model, but yeah, and that's certainly the the model I have with LastPass is not CPM based, right? It's, that's it. It's, it's I think that's so the it is different.
0: Yeah, I I, and, think, but I don't think CPM is necessarily dead. No, I, I don't think, think it's dead at all. I, I, I think I, I just don't think it's. I think it's to it's me just always. Yeah, go it, ahead. Sorry. It's bottom of the food chain. I, I would not start there. I would try to find. Um, it's
1: harder for the podcasters that have lower numbers.
0: I think that's true. It's just
1: hard and it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so we struggle with it for those podcasters that are getting those numbers. It's a smaller percentage. CPM makes a lot of sense uh, for those. And when you can get those numbers and negotiate with those advertisers that way, based on the numbers makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I just hate to, I hate to make a blanket statement and say CPM is bad because it's not. There's some, situations when it's fantastic well you just have to be in the right situation
0: and yeah you're right so um who was i i heard a show they're talking about there's some sort of podcast for like neurosurgeon surgeons and they got a huge advertising deal from a company that had a a really big wallet but b because their show was so niche they're like i'll pay anything to get my product in front of those people so again going back to the it depends kind of situation
1: in a niche situation, niche yes. situation, like you're talking about, CPM can actually be to your favor because cost of acquisition, right? In a marketing, this is, this is all marketers understand. What is my cost of acquisition? What does it take for me to acquire a customer? Oftentimes they're used to paying 10, 15, $20 to, uh, to, to, to bring someone in. If you can charge them a dollar or two or five, all of a sudden, cause we always think of CPM in the sense of, you know, cents. But in a, in a hyper niche, you may have such a rich target, rich environment that your CPM numbers can be so much higher. And so instead of, you know, instead of thinking of it like pennies, think of it like dollars, you know, you got to prove it. But if you've, if you got the mojo and you got the engaged audience and you can produce results, you can charge much higher CPMs with them. And I, and, and in that case, I think it's a really good model because it's paid for performance. You get, you know, it's a, it's a click, you get a result, you get paid. I think that's not a that's not a bad model. If you can get the CPM numbers right, just don't settle for a nickel. Yeah. Unless that's the right number.
0: Well, I always worry about the the dorking it out show. And I'm just making that up. So if there actually is a dorking it out show, I'm just making that up. Um, I'm buying
1: the URL right now
0: where it's 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 Danny and Jenny and Skip and they just talk about movies and things that are going on in social and they're having a blast and it's great. And then they get a sponsor. I'm like, that's so not niche. I, now I could be wrong. Maybe there's some sort of like dorks or us kind of store that would really fit their, their thing. But I always, I always wonder about that. You know, how do you take something that's a really broad topic and, and then, you know, monetize it. And that's why I'm like, mm, it depends. So.
1: You know, it really does. It depends on the model. And you can have some small shows that use some of the bigger shows techniques to get it done. It just depends how good of a salesperson you are. I think that's an, another key element. If you're a podcaster and you're a terrible salesman or person, let's say salesperson, not to be sexist there. Um, if you're a ter- terrible salesperson, you better hire one. Oh, dude.
0: Zig Ziglar had a book, something like Bad salesmen Have Skinny Kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or they're skinny themselves. One yeah. of the two. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, um,
1: my insurance guy, my insurance guy is a big dude. I know he's doing well. Let's just, let's just put it that way. So there's a question in there about affiliate merchandising that always comes in. That's another way. Oh, right? Affiliate marketing can be great
0: with the another right great
1: niche. Yeah. One. I mean, if you have a niche me, and you uh, can do affiliate. It's awesome.
0: If your audience is buying stuff, um, you know, school of podcasting, Uh, You know, I I make uh, 4% or whatever it is, 5% every time somebody buys an ATR 2100, you know, and a microphone stand and this and that. And it's not paying my mortgage, but there there are months when I'm like, wow, and especially that I did nothing for besides take a bit of code and put it on a a page. Um, I think a lot of times most successful podcasters have multiple streams of income. So they have affiliate, they might have a sponsor, they're selling their own product and then, you know, banner ads or whatever they're doing or things like that. I think it's always, you know, even Pat Flynn, you know, he's got, now he has his, is he's a huge affiliate guy, but he also has the smart podcast player. He has, he gets paid big bucks for speaking you know, but that also
1: where the money is, by the way,
0: you oh, wh-
1: know, speaking is a is is a cash cow. If you really want to talk about where the money is and you can get it, um, you know, that's the speaking sp- circuit is is huge. And you got to kind of that's a tough one. That's that, that not everybody. That is a I mean, that's almost like hitting the NBA. Yeah,
0: you know? it, it is. And everybody, I, I'm, the more I look into that, everybody's like you need a like you have to almost get a an agent like a speaker agent who works with these big yeah. events that they go to these people and go, we need a speaker to talk about such and such and such and such. And they go out and because it is a, that's a, it's, a, that's another one. It sounds great. A lot of work to get in there. I mean, I'm, I'm now working on my presentation for PodFast, and I've got a big presentation for a uh, social media marketing World. And I really started working on those back in December, but even that was just, you know, having, knowing the right people, a lot of that is timing Man, was that it's just being in the right place at the right time, uh, is basically how yeah, it, no. so. it's
1: it's um, it's a tough one to get into when we think about Amazon affiliate or any affiliate link. You know, I, I did a calculation when it was working, like I've been booted from Amazon twice, I'm just too aggressive with it, and that's okay. But um, when I was doing Amazon, um, I did a calculation of cost per thousand listeners, not cost, mm. but gain per thousand listeners and for me it worked out about just a little over 200 i think it was maybe like 205 37 or something like that so for every thousand listeners i would i would see about two hundred dollars in affiliate sales nice each month on average right and that's so for me dave one of the things is podcasters were always hesitant to advertise or to pay for advertising because it's like putting money into a bucket and then lighting it on fire you really never know if it's going to work or not and so as podcasters we hold up but if I knew, if I had a number, and I said for every thousand listeners, it would turn into two hundred dollars in profit. All of a sudden, things start to make sense from an advertising perspective. So, if I can spend ten dollars to make a hundred, you make that decision. You say yes every single time, right? I'm going to give you. A, I'm going to give you ten dollars, Dave. You're going to give me a hundred bucks. Yes, yeah. right. No <laughs> one says no to that. But advertising is super scary because. Um, oftentimes we don't completely understand the ROI on the ads. And if you can, if you can start putting metric numbers like I did to that, even for Amazon affiliate, right. I I measured it over six months. I had this kind of number in mind. If you can do that, then all of a sudden it makes your advertising numbers go, well, okay. If I can acquire 500 new listeners, you know, that, that means another $50 in sales. So should I pay more than 50 for that? Probably not. But I should, should I spend five or 10 for it? Yeah, maybe a- again, it's different for everybody, but numbers, it makes a difference when you start measuring and you start making those, those, those numbers based on measurements.
0: Well, I know I, um I did the same thing on my logical weight loss podcast. I love Fitbit stuff. I own one, I use it. Every time somebody buys one, I typically make nine bucks. Right but, here. And, right yeah, there, yeah. and um, between Fitbit and Amazon stuff, I was, I did the same thing. How many downloads did I get? Uh, and I was just counting the numbers from those episodes, not my back catalog, just like how many, you know, I, I've been promoting this for a month. I've made X amount of money. How many downloads did I get from those episodes? And it was like $50 CPM. And I'm like, if you have the right product and the right audience affiliate stuff can, can be great. And Roy oh, asks, it can rock it. Yeah. yeah. Roy asked in the chat room is becoming an affiliate. A good idea. I'm a new podcaster. I was thinking about becoming an Amazon affiliate. Um, I know there is, I, cause when I got booted, speaking of getting booted off Amazon, I was, I, I started a, an Amazon under, I think, ask the podcast coach, my Gmail account on that. Well, I don't use that anymore because I started another one. And I, so I basically have two Amazon affiliates and I'm not really using that one. And they kind of have politely asked me saying, you're not sending any traffic our way. We're probably going to cancel your account. So I don't know what the, you know, minimum amount of traffic I have to send them before they, they boot me off but because that's stuff that, you know, that's things they have to track. Yeah, um, But they're pretty generous. Yeah. They, they
1: give you a lot of time. What they don't like is the overtly spamming when you, like if you put yeah. a link on Twitter, they will ban you. It's yeah. just, it's automatic. Like, yeah, it's not even, it's not even a person anymore. They are combing Twitter. And if you blast it out and, and don't ask me how, you, I know that, but if you <laughs> blast it out on Twitter, yeah. it's gone. Yeah. Um, I was just too aggressive with my, with my Amazon affiliate links. Yeah.
0: And it's, it's, What I've heard from some big names like Jay Moore, he says, if you go to my website and click on the Amazon banner, he like none of this, like school of podcasting.com slash Amazon, that's against the terms. Just read the terms and and don't try to get funny with it at all.
1: Don't work it. They have, listen, they've been around a while. They've been doing this affiliate thing longer than anybody else. They know how to stop cheaters. Yeah. And they have very strict rules. So and make even, sure you're adhering to all of them. Trust me. Now, what's funny, I got booted from the US, yeah. but I still have a UK affiliate link that still works. So every month I get a $25. I'm not, it's not literal, right. but it's 25 bucks, about 20, 25 bucks a month from my UK sales. So apparently the UK and the US stores <laughs> are not talking to each other because right. I, I didn't get booted. Uh, I didn't get booted from the UK one. So yeah. that, that one's still working.
0: Well, speaking of, uh, making money. Another way, yeah. another way you can make money is through crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. So it's the first of the month. So I just like to thank everybody who uh, goes out to ask the podcast slash awesome. So that would include uh Max Trescott of aviationnewstalk.com Joshua rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com, Glenn, the geek Hebert hope your uh, ribs are doing good buddy at horseradio network.com, um, Frank Miller, Jay Cleveland Payne at jclevelandpayne.net um Sean Park from be your own nerd. Dot com. We're going to talk about the Zoom L12 in a second, because uh, Sean sent that in. Um, Nick Suberling at uh Barry Kessler from BarryKessler.com. I think I already mentioned, nope, I, that was Frank, I'm sorry, Frank Blackmiller, MD. I got him confused with Frank Brill, uh, as well as Dale Henninger, Michael Ray, uh, Rob Griffiths from Story, I'm sorry, Bedtime.fm slash Storytime, as well as out. Um, Doug Salamone from becominglimitless.org. See, I want to do tangents here. Doug is a guy that started multiple podcasts, and he's now, he said, look, I found my voice. This is what's really, so sometimes starting a podcast, it takes a couple. uh, Becominglimitless.org. Corner Talk, that's my buddy Darren Dake at um, cornertalk.com. Jeffrey Halish from PodNuts, you can find that at podnutz.com. Some guy named Jim Collison from the average I
1: need to get more money so my name will move up
0: on the list. <laughs> um, Joe Taylor from onfaithedge.com. Troy Heinrich from the blacklist Mark W. King from markwking.com. Cauldron's Crypt from cauldron'scrypt.com. Kale Nelson down there in Georgia from hamradio360.com. Kim Slusher from distractedlifepodcast.com. Jeremy Dennis from Transmissions Podcast Network. Well, hold on. Let me fix that again. Transmissions. Podcast.com where you will find the transmissions podcast network. Corey from IVNB.com. Haven't heard much from Corey lately. Yeah, they've been busy. His his small business really has been just taken off. off. Yep. Yeah. Uh a couple more here. Oh, I need his real name. Jonathan from uh weeklyawesome.com podcast. Creepykingdom.com. Okay, hold on. Uh, this guy, mask me. I need his name and I need his website but thank you for being a sponsor. Uh, Paul from fighting through podcast.co.uk. Felix Montalara, Mike Moody from mrrobotpodcast.com. Is that show still on the air? Jeffrey Kiefling from GenealogyShowcase.com. showcase.com. Uh, it's fun reading uh, really small stuff. Um, Slept in <laughs> government class. You can find that at sleptinclass.com. Uh, Barb over at anchor.fm.barbtusa. Alan Palmer, I again say, gentlemen, if I'm not reading your website, it's because I've asked you and you haven't given me one. The one and only, uh, you know her, you love her, you can't get enough of her, except you can't find the soundbite. That's right. The soothing sounds of Emily Prokop at the storybehindpodcast.com as well as, oh, see, e-podcast. Emily, what's your website? I'll plug that in a second. Gary from uh, beekeepingpodcast.com. David Wilson from Ottawa Works, the Seahawkers podcast, which you can find at Seahawkerspodcast.com. Craig from Inglayas Podcast. I love Craig. Craig and uh, his wife have like the coolest picture. I don't know if you guys can see that. That's Craig. Uh, right next to Steve Stewart. That's it. Josh Liston from the TPSGuy.org. And uh, Steve Sleeper from Show Cody Saison. And I think there's one other person that just signed up because I just said, oh, I forgot to update my spreadsheet. And I believe that is Jason Curtis uh, is a new subscriber, so or new patron. Thanks, guys. So thank you very hey, much, you know, Dave. And like and that and that, uh, that helps hate for Bernie, yeah. Bernie's death this morning. Was <laughs> oh, yikes! Don't go there.
1: The uh, <laughs> here's what's amazing to me: like two, three, four years ago, whenever we started this thing, we're, we're almost on 200, so that yeah. makes it almost four years. We started this thing as kind of goofing around. Like, in, hey, and let's play with blog talk radio and see how bad it sucks. And then we kept we kept doing it. And we have an audience of of 20 that show up every single mm. Saturday morning to be a part of it to where, where your Saturday morning cartoons is what we hear. And then that Patreon list is super impressive. Like every time you read that, I'm like, holy crap. Like, you first of all, people are paying for this thing. And then secondly, there's a bunch of them and I'm super impressed. So I want to say thanks for supporting Dave on this. If you're new to the show, you know, I'm just the co-host color guy. I told Dave a long time ago, this is his show. He owns it all. I really don't want to have to deal with the taxes. So we appreciate <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, I've had such a messy tax couple years. We, uh, I appreciate your, you guys supporting Dave. That's super important to me. And it makes me feel good that you guys do it. So thank you.
0: Somebody asked me, am I going to get day? a pet? And, and I actually thought about this. Anytime something bad happens to me, I, I learned this from Michael Hyatt, look at it and go, what does this enable me to do? What oh, does yeah. this enable me to do? Not oh, not having God. a pet means
1: you don't have to come home.
0: And I thought, man, if I wanted to, if I bought a good, hearty laptop, and depending on how hard I can beat a Wi-Fi from Verizon, I could travel around the world and work, and because all I need is Wi-Fi to work, and and a laptop because I work for Libsyn, and I I don't need plants to water, I don't have a cat to feed anymore. I'm like, you know, aside from. I would just stop my mail cause I have, I have a really, really tiny mailbox and just make sure that anything that I get paper bills are now electronic. I could just travel around and, and yeah. that'd be fun. So I don't know that I'm going to do that, but
1: uh, um, it's, give, it, give it some time. Yeah. Well, I, I would say give it 30 days. It's, yeah. the, it's like with any tragedy or any major event, don't make any big decisions in the next 30 days. You're going to go through some grief. Just <laughs> let it be. Don't make big decisions. I see a lot of people do that and they regret it. So just just yeah. give it 30 days. If you're going to get a dog or another cat, no. they'll be there in 30 days if that's the right
0: thing. See, this is the best time when it's like two degrees outside and you see people outside going, come on, Fluffy, take your dump so I can go back yeah. inside. I'm like, you know what? I don't need a dog no, right now. No, um, no. I don't miss just, that. So my.
1: We have the best cat in the world and he's, we can go for days and the neighbors will come by and feed him. And so it's a perfect scenario. But yeah. I keep, I look at Bernie and I, I kind of keep waiting. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is what I have to deal with when, you know, because when they go, it's always messy at the end. Yeah. So you're right. You you have some freedom. Um, I think the same thing is true when you're doing some things in your podcast and it, you're not doing any of them well. You probably got too many things going on. And so removing a few of them and then not adding some new ones, but doing those things that you're not doing particularly well, well, you know, kind of focusing on what needs to be focused on at the beginning of the year, that might be a good idea to take an inventory of all the things that you do and then say, which are my least productive? And can I just whack some of those out and then not replace them with things like yeah. have some actual margin in your life? I mean, you're going to get a bunch idea. of margin, Dave. <laughs> Enjoy the margin, yeah. do not fill it with things right no. away.
0: What's hilarious is um I think everybody has one of these people in their lives. My oldest uh now ex stepdaughter is one of those, she's all about animal rescue, and she's literally <laughs> sending me pictures of kittens. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 thank no. you. I love no. you, but no. So yet
1: thirty days, Tom, thirty days. Yeah. I'm on a thirty day hiatus.
0: Um, but I, I want to go back to because we love to talk about gear. And I'm glad that John is in the um the, the chat room. John from um man my brain is it's it's uh audio editing solutions, right? John dot com? Um Don't throw the link in the chat room. Yeah. The um there's a thing called a, a zoom L twelve. And uh Sean from Be Your Own dot com said, What do you think of this? It's a twelve channel USB mixer and it's when I see it, I was like, where was this one? I was in a band. It records to an SD card, right? Like you plug the SD card right into the mixer and every review I've, Ray has a cool review. Um, Ray uh, Ortega, Stephen from which I think is the one I put in the uh, the chat room, Stephen from uh, betterpodcasting.com, Stephen Johnru, Rue. Stephen is the guy I like to, to, he, it may be a fluke, but Stephen got a bad one. Like it had this weird thing that occasionally would like just make a clicking noise in his recordings. And so Steven had sent it back and they said, oh, yeah, we're sorry. We'll send it to us. And then they sent it back and it's still not fixed. Now, that may be the exception, not the rule. But I know um, John had one and said uh, he sent it back. And everybody here says, man, the good news is this thing does everything. Like I think you can have like five mixed minuses going at one time. But I think for the average podcaster, this is like buying a tank when you need a BB gun. It's just so overkill. I I have a guy right now that I might send this to him. He's doing a video show with, I think, a call-in. He's trying to do the whole phone-in thing. And he's got, I think, two co-hosts. And he needs, like, boatloads of mixed minuses. I might send him this. But even that... Steven Johnru his, his review goes over all the quirky stuff. Like the fact that when this makes no sense to me, when you hit the mute button, you can have six different mixes, but when you hit the mix button, it mutes them in all the mixes except the recording one. And I'm like, what kind of crap is that? Um, and all these weird things where if you hit this button, it's just, it looks like, well, I just, there's a learning curve now. Um, Ray and Steven both said, that once you get over that learning curve and you understand that, oh, I have to move this slider to make the little light blink and the blah, blah, blah. And you, you know, you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around that you actually like it. But it's that learning curve because it's not like your mixer where you turn up a knob and things go up and you turn it down and, and things go down. So um I did find this is something I have a uh an email in and they've said they will send me one. I've just got to fill out some paperwork. There's a... um can you do a mix minus with a Zoom 8.6? That is a great question. I think in most cases, from what I've seen with USB stuff, it happens automatically. I, I don't know, because um, I know anytime I've ever done anything with a USB, it somehow knows that this sound is coming from the computer and not to send it back. I know I spent a long time with the uh the one mix pre thing that I was looking, how do I do this? And finally, it just dawned on me that it... um It just did it automatically. I found this little unit. It's uh, and I definitely want to play with this because the the um, the L12 is like six hundred bucks. Which again, you're getting it's a huge mixer. Um, This thing is from Presonus. It's called a Studio Live AR8. Um, You get four inputs for microphones, but it's the the thing I like about it is the built-in recorder. So you've got a little, so you don't have to have the the h5 or the h6 or things like that so if it's something where you're never going to do portable you don't need it to be portable uh that's where i was like "Hmm, i might like to uh play with that um but uh i don't know to me i just my initial thought was way too many buttons (laughs) it's 600 bucks yeah
1: like i mean it is it's a nice but it is nice gear i mean it 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 looks nice. It's built well. We've I, I have been a big fan on the on the Mackie side, and and I just think Mackie makes great little boards for podcasters. And the Mackie, I have the FX12 at work. I have the FX8 here at home. They're rugged and durable. If you're moving them around, they're the great for a DJ. Mackie mixers are awesome because yeah. they're super durable. If you're going to double, I know a lot of podcasters double as DJs too. That's that seems to be a pretty common <laughs> you know a yeah. pretty common thing. Um, So I've been a big fan of those and they're, they're not the cheapest. Like everybody, if they go cheap, they want a bearing right. right. And then Mackie's kind of in the middle. And then you got some specialty products like this that are, that are a little more expensive. Um, So yeah, it's, it looks good. I think you gotta have a really good use case before you drop 600 bones on something like this.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, that's the thing. Like I really wanted that mix pre three and I think it was 600 bucks and it was just after a while I was like, you know what? I can, you know, is it really that hard to press record on an H5 that's already sitting here for free? You know, I paid for it. It's yeah. not free, but I was a like,
1: lot of, a lot of guys and gals wanted the, they love that idea, the, the, the magical uh, separate, everybody's on a separate channel. And I, to be honest with you, in my editing scheme, I don't care. Like I think it just isn't worth it. I, I'm not, I don't need that much perfection that I can, if somebody talked over somebody else, I can shift that down or whatever. So I'm not, for me, man, I wouldn't even, I can't even, my, my process takes long, too long as it is. If I really edited the, the, you know, the audio based on channel, oh my God, I, I can't imagine.
0: It'd See, that's, that's it. That's where, that's where, <laughs> I, me. that's where, me. that's it. And that's where uh, I think I differ from people because they're like, well, if you have each individual mix, like each individual track, now I can, you know, maybe this person needs a little bass, this person needs a little treble, and I can make sure that not only do they have the right volume, but everybody has the same kind of EQ. And I'm like, I don't have time for that.
1: <laughs> hey, if that's, if that's what you want to do. No, I, I'm not making fun of it. Pe- some people want that. And so yeah. if, spend your money on that gear if that's what you want. You know, I'm uh, I'm just not built that way. So I, I prefer just a for me, huge processing and ophonic. That's just drop it into ophonic, <laughs> let the magic happen. It transcribes it for me. I am done. So that that's kind of my magic.
0: Now what John does, because John does the She podcast show, and in the same way that that we talk over each other, so do, do Jess and Elsie. So what John will do is he will have separate tracks and he'll figure out who made the best point. And stop them from talking over each other. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. No, that is cool. Yeah. That is cool. Now it's interesting. Like he's
1: getting paid for that. Yeah. So that makes like that changes the motivation yeah. in what you want from a track perspective. I um I do some consulting as well around recording. I just have I have one customer that I helped long time. We've been customers for four years, and um they they want it a little better and they're paying me and that's mm. different. Yeah. You know, then my own stuff, it's like, oh man, I could, I got so many chores to do and you're doing that value proposition, wife acceptance factor because you got your chores done, work on the podcast and be in the doghouse. Right. Right. Which one do you choose? So, <laughs> um I, it's just a lot different. I can justify it when I tell Sarah I'm getting paid for it than spending that time doing it than when I'm not. Although, that doesn't matter here. But, it it is one of those things where, I think if you're getting paid for it, if you're one of these consultants and you're getting paid for it, yeah, all of a sudden, 600 bucks makes sense. You're like, um, yeah, really good gear, best quality, be able to wow the customer and they're paying for it. Shoot, in for for most, in two or three gigs, it's paid for, right? And so, yeah, that's when 600 bucks makes sense. If it's a hobby and you're not getting any income out of your podcast, you know, that might be a little steep.
0: Yeah, I... um. I did the same thing when I was a musician, you know, I had, um, you know, I had decent guitars and stuff and I had a decent amp. And then when the band started making money, I was like, we could sound better if I bought this amp and it does this and that. And it was probably 900 bucks, but after four or five gigs, it paid for itself. Um, I, uh, I bought, uh, much like the L 12. I had a, um, man, I forget the model. It was from Roland. It was a 24 track recorder. Uh, I mean, the thing was the size of my desk and it was, I think 1500 bucks when I bought it. And this was not a USB thing. It was a standalone recorder, 24 track. um, And it was awesome. And I would go out and record bands um, live and then able to make a a pretty decent mix on, on that. Um, And that was one that's like, I had to get that by the wife and I'm like, honest, this will pay for itself, you know? And so, cause yeah. we did a, we did a home improvement and I thought one of the things we could do to improve the home was to buy a 24 track recorder. <laughs> and so she's like, all right, I trust you. And then, so it was like, Hey, here's the, see this check. Here's the first one. This is going to pay for that. But that is, uh, that is something that um, you definitely need to, I, I don't know. I, I hear about guys that sneak things into houses and things like that. I'm like, that usually comes back to bite you in the butt. It really does. When they yeah, come in, they're they're like, shouldn't. wait, where did that come from? And you're like, oh, it's that old thing. It's been here for years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think so.
1: I am. I'm getting ready to drop a little cash on the cryptocurrency side and it would be super easy for me just to slide that in. And uh, we went out to dinner last night and I said, Hey, I just want to tell you, I'm going to do something crazy. Yeah. And I want you to be fully aware I'm going to do it. And we had that, we kind of had that conversation. I think podcasting can be the same way. I haven't dropped big money on equipment in a long time because I think I bought quality to begin with. So, um, some David asked a question, David 50 out there to ask a question. What's a good starter yeah. device. I think, you know, I think you gotta be careful. This is where you can buy cheap equipment, really cheap equipment. And you maybe get a year or two out of it. Yeah. you don't we wish uh, you want the next step up. Why don't we cover that in post-show? Yeah. We got a few other questions about net neutrality and oh, cool. copyright as well. We didn't get to, so we'll, nice. we'll cover those in the post-show.
0: What's, uh, what's coming up on the average dot TV? Yeah, we,
1: we're doing a, a vintage tech series with guys that are oh, just nice. kind of sharing their vintage tech. So we looked at phones and video games and camcorders from the 70s to the 90s. And that isn't posted yet, but it will be over at TheAverageGuy.tv.
0: That'll be fun.
1: It's super fun. Yeah. Because vintage
0: fun. camcorders yeah, right. were hilarious. You know, you
1: what's know, interesting. Like these phones are a thousand bucks, right? Let's yeah. just say this isn't the X, but let's say right. it was. It's a thousand bucks. Camcorders in their day, thousand bucks. This was a thousand dollars in 1980 dollars.
0: Yeah. People were
1: dropping them to get those camcorders
0: like crazy. I think I paid, Just a, you know, I think I paid yeah. $700 for mine, but I was, my brother was having a kid. He couldn't afford one. And I'm like, I'm getting a camera, man. I'm like, they, you know, they only stay little for a little bit. That's what's always funny. Now there, there are apps that you like, mm, should I pay $5? And I'm like, that was a $300 piece of, uh, you know, software six years ago. So
1: you've already wasted more time thinking about spending five dollars than just spending it and getting the value out of it. Yeah.
0: So on the uh, School of Podcasting this week, it's episode 600, the extravaganza. So I'm going to break my format and uh, talk about me. I basically ask my audience, what do you want to know about me? It's an interesting concept. This is definitely one of those I'm going to throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. But uh, I've I've got some fun stories to share. So that'll be at uh, schoolofpodcasting.com. We're here every Saturday. Askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Stick around for some post-show.